Welcome in to another edition of the Tabby Keg Podcast, episode 500. We're here. Charlie here with you. On the left of me is Mitch. Staring right across from me is Murph. We are all here. The gang's back together. We're doing the 500. We're going to talk a lot about different moments that have happened throughout. Look back. It's been a while. Uh, I started this podcast with Murph. Mitch came in, then Murph left us for Cleveland, and then Mitch uh, joined me, and Mitch has joined me forever. Murph's popped on on different occasions, different things, uh, summer jams, winter jams, when he's been in town, and then Murph and I have done a few different things throughout, but fellas, it's good to be at 500. Been a, been a, quite a road, but here we are, 500. It's, yeah. a, it's a milestone. We weathered the storm. A lot of people thought we'd never get to 500 episodes. Feels like 500 home yeah, the, runs. The haters are sick. Uh, yeah, they're, they're furious. I expect the Milwaukee media to uh, give out the congratulations this week. It's one of the longest standing radio shows uh, in the state. Yeah, yeah I mean, so. you think about it. We, we outlast the WSSP. So, I mean, that's <laughs> that's one thing. And other a lot of other different local, uh, local things that have happened. And it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of moments, a lot of memories. And... You know, it's ironic that we have a lot of weather going on because we've we've gotten feedback that we talk a little too much about the weather. Taping this on Saturday, so if anything crazy happens from Saturday afternoon to Monday, um, that's basically we won't cover it. And we're not gonna we're gonna talk more about what has happened in our now almost nine to ten years, right? It's gotta be ten years. Yeah, yeah, it had to start in twenty twelve. Right. And and basically, you know, I I knew Mitch through some some of my college buddies. Met Murph through Mitch. Um, you know, I always the one of my favorite things about the about meeting Murph was it was the night that Zach Granke was getting traded, and we talked about it. And like I had heard from people, and probably should have broke that story. Um, at that point, I thought I would be a journalist, so I was like, I didn't want to break it. And you know, if Did, I knew, didn't, didn't want to be wrong. Yeah, if I knew what I know now, and I knew that I was going to work in social media, I'd be like, "Fuck it, whatever." You know, who you cares? Knew you could be Adam Schefter and be wrong half the time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But right. also, like now, there's so many people that are wrong on Twitter about shit, and yeah, like it, you're it was, Evan Masseys of the world and shit like right. that. Who just, oh yeah, just throw who shit might be a little wall. plugged in, but just kind of throw shit at the wall. And, yeah. But I, I think ten years ago. It was different. And that totally. was off the heels of some libel that we had all been a part of. Yeah. Uh, different burner accounts. So there's some defamation already going True. around. So. True. We were all a little, little squeamish. <laughs> little, and then the next day, uh, Deshaun Jackson takes back the kick and opens the door for the Green Bay Packers to get to uh, the playoffs. And, and the rest is history. And then that sparks a great run. And we weren't doing a podcast at that point. And, you know, we haven't only had the Bucks championship. We've had a lot of Packers heartbreak. Throughout this this time, it's Brewers heartbreak and Zach Greinke still in the league somehow. Yeah. I saw he was throwing forty miles an hour <laughs> yeah, the other night, working on his pickup. He's, he's back with the Royals. Yeah, it all back started with, back yeah. with the Royals and everything else. And I mean, before we get going on some of the topics that we have, any any other thoughts on just the podcast itself and you know how how it's kind of evolved into where where we are today? I mean, I do think of it as an institution, even for our small group of friends. Uh, most of you will hopefully listen, but we were way ahead of the game, um, and we'll get into it, but we, uh, are now, I feel like in the game, but we just never capitalized on it. That's when I look back, not to be morbid, but to do 500 episodes and not be on first take yet is a letdown. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's that's a high bar, (laughs) I would say, but that's how you are. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's enough podcast networks out there now that, uh, we were way ahead of the game. 
we were way ahead of you know how many people have podcasts. We were eight years ahead of the pandemic. Yeah. You think about it, everybody and their mother had a podcast right. and still have them now. So I don't know how we cut the audio up then. I'm sure at the time we used and did for a while, which we'll get into, used a lot of our at the time jobs, uh, tools, and assets for free, which was helpful. But you know we're all best friends, and I've always thought it's a, just a great way to, for us to get together and. You know, I enjoyed listening when I wasn't on. You know, when I didn't live in Wisconsin, it was always a great way to kind of feel like I was hanging out with you guys on a late Saturday night, 15 drinks deep. So. <laughs> I was just thinking, I don't know if you want to get into it right now, yeah, but sure. just about the, like all the different places we've taped over the years. Like, I think it started. It started at, in Charlie's basement, in, in right? Basement, yeah. yeah like I, I, remember, basement. I remember driving out to Tosa, you know, every week for, I don't know, probably, shoot, Couple of years, maybe. Yeah, a I mean, years. a year or two. Yep. I think it started in on the Prospect House, maybe. Yeah, we no, we did. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, we did it at the Prospect House. So we did it where Mitch, and or Bellevue, and then Bellevue. Um, Murph and I famously did a podcast about the NBA draft, and we were extremely drunk. 2012 NBA draft. We were oh my god! Heading we into were, the second round. Oh yeah, we just <laughs> it was hot. Like they had no AC. Nope. Like it was just. I mean, that's one of who's those... the guy that does the second round uh, for uh, the NBA Mark draft? Tatum. Mark Tatum. We don't remember a word Mark Tatum said. <laughs> nope. So. Nope. I and did. I did famously say on that podcast that Logan Thomas would win the Heisman for Virginia. Tech. <laughs> yeah, we were Logan. That's that's where the uh, legend of Logan Thomas started. But like, 2012 NBA draft, the Bucks took John. Henson yeah. yeah yeah and so 14th I think. we did it there and then we were thankful enough to do it at the WSSP studios and would have to always work around uh Mitch's schedule and yep. it wasn't that hard to do that honestly it was just we didn't have always structure and sometimes we didn't get the studio had to tape at the kiss studio sometimes which was rough and radio yeah, is so archaic true. then too to even think about doing this it's like why are you recording something that's not going over the air right away like what do you yeah, get? well yes and no did I mean, you get heat did you ever did anyone ever give you a hard time about taping that during mm, during it no i mean frankly nobody was really in the building when we right, were doing it because right. it, it was point. after business hours and but i mean i got support from you know my immediate supervisors and stuff like that like i'll oh, keep doing it keep getting better and it was a good way to yeah to keep your keep your uh sharpen your skates and uh and keep it i guess keep the skill set fr- or sharp and um i like doing it there that, that's obviously i think that's our best taping location just in terms of quality and we had the drops and i would do the intros and yeah unfortunately we've we've kind of kind of lost that you know ability with with everything that's happened and haven't done it since the pandemic actually no. um over there and i think the worst two locations had to be bellevue and prospect i mean uh, we had a bad did. mic we're sitting around you know a card if table we even had a mic even I, if we had a mic at the time i think um, i had a mic also but, yeah. some of the podcasts of me calling in on the phone sounds like i'm from 1965 <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty funny that. but definitely those early years um even just editing the podcast, how to get it uploaded, switching from SoundCloud to the platform it lives on now. I'm still on SoundCloud. Yeah, that's I'm insane still, to think about. Yeah, but but I didn't. I was too cheap to pay for it. I also wasn't making a ton of money. I was working part time, so I didn't have. I didn't feel like paying 15 bucks a month that I would just create new accounts. So like that's why the old episodes are lost. Like they they're they're somewhere on SoundCloud. Sure, I could find them and re-upload them, but I probably wouldn't because I'd probably cringe at. They're like the account names, probably like. Yeah, it's like tapping the keg or 70, tapping the keg, seventy-five se- numbers 76, in there. Seventy-six. No tap seventy-six. Yeah, or something. something like that. Just don't tap twelve a lot because I would do that for Aaron Rodgers. 
Uh, yeah, which I, we don't know how much Rodgers will talk about on the show today. But, like, that's the type of stuff where I – that's kind of where it all began. And then, you know, it's it's gotten so much better now where everything is very by the book. We tape on Zoom. We started doing that during the pandemic because uh, we couldn't go into the radio studio. So we had to figure mm-hmm. it out. Um, and – that and now we just and I upload it every now and again. We have something that goes wrong and I have to re you know upload it to Audacity and do the editing and things like that. But it's it's pretty seamless at this point and can knock it out and know and know what it takes. And it's it's gotten to a point now where I think from a what's changed the most from then to now is you know I have three to four topics each day each time we're going out. It's not just one overarching thing. It's really thinking about the audience and knowing that this is a weekly podcast, so it should be a little more evergreen. And like that's type of shit that I didn't know about when I was starting this. I was just, what's going on? What do we need to talk about? And then that's it, and let it let it fly. Instead of now, it's this whole like process, and we really think through exactly what what topics and what's hot and what's important. Versus like, all right, let's just talk about this because we want to talk about it. Well, I think it also speaks to where the landscape of sports audio went. I think at the time when we all started the show, we all at you know were looked up to by our friends that we were actually doing this and they thought it was cool. They still do, but I, I think we almost formatted it like a radio show the first couple times. I remember, Probably, there, yeah. I remember there being some animosity about, you know, I was always a little hands-on in those early days of wanting to format it and you didn't need that. You know, now that we look back at a podcast, we're not limited right. by time. We don't need to get out on a hard break to hit a legal ID or any of those things no one cares about. So, um, but I think the podcast also changed because at that time we probably all felt like we needed to be more serious journalists. And what we all do best is doing a podcast where we bring out the same hot takes we would at, you know, 10 p.m. at a broadhouse. That's just just what, get, to, get to talk stupid. And I, I think this has always been a reflection to me of, like, if you're going to hang out with the three of us on a Saturday night, this is probably what you're getting, yeah. you know, for the most part. And, and that's, we're all so comfortable with each other. That's, that's, what a, that's what a podcast is. I mean, it's just, you should feel like you're hanging right here with us, right? Or, you know, exactly. Sitting on a, sitting on a bar stool next to me, watching a game, and I'm... Hopefully not a Bucks game because I'm a different person during those games. <laughs> that is true. Uh, and that's changed. Like Mitch's fandom has changed in terms of like complaining about John Henson in the eighth seed to now like why the fuck didn't we beat the Pistons? Yeah, like just like, like incensed in the first quarter, and it's like Mitch, just calm down, man. It's it's gonna be okay. But yeah. continue. I, well, I would say for me, what's changed is probably the length of the shows that we've done. Yeah. I mean, we started; they were probably 30, 40 minutes, and I I don't know if it's I think it's a combination of yes, the the land the pod podcast landscape changing but also like i think us just becoming more comfortable doing it maybe yeah and having more things to say maybe as we've as we've gotten a little more older and long in the tooth and wiser yeah Um, i mean i do think we used to be nervous about taping this from time to time like on the early years and now it's like you didn't think twice about it right yeah yeah and and yeah maybe i think we've at times had to cut things out because we might have said something stupid and we're like hey and, and you i think you know right what's right and what's wrong and like what you should say and shouldn't say and it's not like you want to get quote unquote canceled it's just like Let's let's not create something out of nothing. You don't need to, and yeah. you don't need to try try too hard, right? Like you don't need to be Kendrick Perkins and just pull something out of your ass just because you want to. <laughs> and and I think we've gotten better at that and understood. I mean, I still 
probably the angriest I've been in uh, on the podcast was when Ryan Braun got suspended. And we did a podcast that night. I drove down to Prospect. I wanted to talk. And I shouldn't have probably done a podcast that night because I was just hot. Like, I was just so, <laughs> so red ass that night. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, like, probably said some regrettable things about Bud Selig. But, you know, again, those are in the deep, deep archives. I mean, who doesn't fine. about used car salesmen at the end of the day? Right. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I think also, like, I was also very sensitive um, early on just because of where I was at. In my career, I still work for the same company, thank God. But I was on the air a lot more yeah, that's true too. at the time. I was on the air, you know, sometimes five days a week in different markets. It didn't make sense for me to talk about the things I wanted to talk about in those markets. Nobody cared about the Packers and Brewers. So this was always an outlet for me to check in for wherever I was because it did feel like whether I was in Cleveland or South Florida, something always tied back. And you guys were nice enough to kind of give me that avenue to, you know, kind of give people a look into what I was doing day to day. Yeah, I mean, and obviously it's been been good to good to have you back now, Nolan. Almost yeah. four years. It's over four years now, which is crazy. You That's... know, you forget time during the pandemic, but uh, it was definitely a much debated topic uh, of me returning. It's best decision I ever made. A couple um, of lean years around here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a couple of lean years for sure. And um, you know, I, I think that leads us to you know the fa- like your favorite what if of tapping the keg almost. Oh, uh, man. I, I mean, this is morbid, but, like, just if the Packers would have won a Super Bowl, right? We never have. We've never. We didn't have, have what the Barstool guys had or, you know, the Bill Simmons had right. with all these championships, and we just kept right. piling on. I was actually at an event earlier this week, um, and I was talking with some Chicago people about just, like, when Big Cat made it, and they, they, they told me the story I'd never heard about. Um, and it's not like our podcast is anything to the supreme level of pardon my take, but Big Cat really broke in when the Blackhawks yep. went on their title run and he was able to go on the parade float with them, giving him at the time some huge legitimacy with a major championship team in a major market. And we, we never had that, you know, really until 2021. And with the, and even too, with the Bucks, I mean, I look back on I guess from a, it's a what if slash regret, but like. I wish I would have just taken off work and, and said, all right, I'm going to be down there. I'm going to get content. I'm going to do stuff. And even, you know, trying to tape that night, I was too drunk to tape probably that night. But that morning I was at that point, I had to get ready for work and everything like that. And I should have just called in and, and that's whatever it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, that's a, what if I think just me not pushing hard enough when you guys were, knee deep in your radio stations to try to get myself on the air a little bit and try to spread this and and not engage with you know the guys that you were working with and you know that's that's on me and that's okay and I you know there's still time it's not like it's over but I I do think like I could have done more especially when you're doing roundtable stuff Mitch with the Brewers and like I I certainly could have found a way there and and done that yeah I I probably maybe could have had you as, as a roundtable guest um yeah, that's also one of the things for me too that I probably failed you there a little bit too. I okay. I, I don't know if uh, if it would have been all right or not, but I don't see why not. It's just honestly a weekend show, you know that. It's fr- way, frankly nobody's listening. It's anyway. way, and it's way more all right now. You know, yeah. I think about yeah all the different podcast people. We just weren't legitimate media people at that time, which you know I'm sure we frowned upon. But I also think. Um, 
you know, it never made sense for me to have you guys on and Cleveland oh, yeah, West Palm. No. It would have been like, what are you doing? Well, it, still, I, it still would be like, what are you doing? I should have just fucking called in. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, like, you should have just it, became a regular right, caller. Call, right, exactly. And that's what uh, I, I look up to this guy who does, uh, he does like red beans and rice in Louisiana. And he's pretty, it's, they told the mail, I think is his account. He, every Monday, he goes to a red beans and rice place and he, after, but he like calls into ESPN with like T-Bob Herbert and things like, or Herbert and everything like that. And like, that's the stuff I should have done a lot more. But yeah, I mean, not having that content of the Packers winning a title is like, and not even getting there, right? Look, we didn't even have the lead up. We didn't even have the conversation. Should we go to Super Bowl? Like, should we make, should we head down and, and just maybe not radio yeah. row, but like we never got credentialed to go to a game or anything. I, yeah, like that. but I don't, that doesn't matter. I don't, yeah. So I I don't ever have the I needed a credential. I actually never want a credential. Like I I don't think that that's something I I need to because it's like you're at the game. Yeah, you might ask a few questions, but. At the end of the day, and it's cool to have the access. You're not really getting much out of it. Right? Yeah, exactly. No, and me and Mitch have been in a ton of locker rooms, and you obviously have Chuck as well. Yeah, you're not getting much after Christian Yelich when he goes over right. four. But <laughs> I, I do think. Like, I just mean like like you're not you're not getting out in front of people really just by being there. I mean, the only thing it would give you would be a little bit more credibility, I guess, yes. with the team um, itself. With, with the, the team, team itself, yeah. probably because. Pete, your followers on Twitter aren't going to give a shit whether or not but, you know you were there asking questions. Right. I mean, they, they might don't care but, if you're asking you know questions in the media scrum, but they might think the legitimacy of you being connected to the team and the team obviously have supported numerous of podcasts yeah. around the country. Right, um, all teams have, and usually, and also those bad teams. Those bad teams always know when there's more people kind of hanging around. You look at somebody right. even, like and, like and an I, Eric name. You know, he kind of did his own thing for a while. Yeah. And, you know, worked his way up to the athletic, but that's just because he kind of decided to get in at a low entry point of a bad Bucks team. Namesy is a blog boy. I don't ever yeah, forget. Yeah, he is a blog boy. <laughs> I don't forget uh, where you came from. Mitch, do you have a what if, like, from tapping the keg annals where you're like, man, if that would have happened or if this would have done, we'd have done this, like, you know, either it be a sports thing or more of a personal thing? Uh, I mean, teams-wise, I guess the first thing that came to mind would be either 2014 Brewers or 2019 Bucks. Um, just because, I mean, the Brewers fell apart in 2014. That yep. was a pretty, pretty rough ending. And I feel like, um, or maybe 2018 Brewers, 2018, 2018 yeah. World Series um, Dodgers. I mean, yeah. that could have been, Series that, Astros, that's yeah. true. That was a better opportunity actually. Right. Fuck. Cheating the Astros. Yeah. Chris Taylor, if Chris Taylor doesn't catch that ball. Right. Like, yeah. And that late, it's really that late game. You right. know, that late, what is it, 14 innings? I remember being up in Florida at like 4 in the morning. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I actually went to bed during that game. At the end, before <laughs> yeah. that game was over. I'm not going to lie. Well, it was like it a got Tuesday. to be like 2 in the morning. Yeah, it was like it a was Tuesday like, night or something. Yeah. 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 I, I think my personal two what ifs is, I mean, the main one is just leaving the podcast. You know, we thought it was the right thing at the time. For, and maybe it was just me. I was nervous about this. In a really great opportunity, I got at the time to go to ESPN Cleveland at 20, 20, or 22 years old. And I didn't want to be on the podcast anymore because I was probably worried that well, it would be perceived poorly. Um, and, and I think, and you also moved to a different city, and you know, and we, not mean, a, we different different time zone. Yeah, and, and Skype was going on, but there weren't a lot of people taping yeah. podcasts over sp- Skype and not things at all. like It was that. really the Barstool Rundown was the only one that yeah. at that time that we you know really knew. If that's the kind of a nice caveat too is not adding the the video element into it earlier because it is and sure. we still don't have a video element to this day but that is something that I, I think people enjoy more and in, in the short clips that we could have put on social and right. really kind of 
made it more of a media machine. You look at the John Boy guys in baseball. Yeah. You know, just us all, you know, kind of biting the bullet and sucking it up and knowing we weren't going to make money doing it. But if we would have put more time in, you know, those first five years, um, you know, God knows. Yeah. You know, we, I, I look back at that, like, sorry to cut you off, but like, I look back at when I was 26, 27, and if I just would have said, fuck it, when I was working part time at a radio station, and I said, fuck it, and started my own thing and tried to get a loan or some sort of thing and really, really invested in it, you know, who knows, right? Um, now I'm married. I have a house. I can't really, do I have the income to maybe do that? Yeah, but. Do I have a wife that would kick my ass while I'm doing that? And, and it goes back to do. Sometimes we just don't really care. We we you know. And Charlie cared way more than all of us, and I give him a lot of credit for that. But you know, Mitch and I can be pretty grumpy people on a, <laughs> on a Tuesday in the middle the middle of winter of like, why the fuck do we have to take a podcast this week? Like, life will go on. Um, well, yeah, that's why I, I admire Charlie for kind of sticking to everything and getting us to this point. I mean, um, obviously, it never was about making money or anything like that. I mean, we. We do this because it's therapeutic and it's fun. I mean, to to just give your thoughts and if anyone gives a shit, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah and and the listens. Have, I think now that all of a sudden the listens have taken off, and I I attribute it to being a little more active on Twitter and doing a little bit more on Twitter. I've always been on Twitter, but now actually making sure that I'm communicating with people and. So we've seen that. And so, so you're more active on Twitter than you were? Oh, yeah. You're more active, well, I, I would say. It. I would say you're more active with tapping the keg stuff. You still have always fired off more tweets than anyone of yeah, we know. too bad. But I think <laughs> that point, bringing the branding together, you know, we switched from snow tap to tapping the keg. You know, I was pretty involved just behind the scenes and what I felt like that could be. Um, and I, I still think it was the right move because, you know, snow tap was great. No one um, knew what the fuck it was. No one knew what it was. Tapping the keg is at least like yeah. someone's going to steal the name from us someday. Dude, the question gonna... is, is when do you do the Tapping the Keg Wisconsin, which is probably sooner rather than later because you're going to need – no one knows – my only worry with Tapping the Keg Wisconsin, this is maybe more inside baseball than people need to know, but like Tapping the Keg Wisconsin, is it – do people know that it's still sports, right? Are people going to think, oh, is this beer? Is this like yeah, – true. What are you What are you talking about? But True, but it's a, it's better than Snow Tap, so, which, yeah. like, oh, yeah, which, totally. which is, which is <laughs> yeah. short for sports news on tap. It just kind of rolled off the tongue better. I think I – can I take credit for the Tap in the Keg name? Yeah, I think you I, I, think I think you did. I think I did. Uh, I was going to say, I know we were definitely kicking things around, and I just remember being – I, I I would probably give you credit. I'll give you, yeah, Mitch. Yeah. Let's, let's stay. Let's it was stay a solid like, name. Like, let's I don't, go. I don't yeah. know how yeah. we got to the keg name, um, but I'd I'd have to look back. Yeah. I, yeah. Do you remember? No, I don't. So. I'd have to I'd have to look through and see what how it all transpired. Maybe I could try to find that. But and to clean something up, like my what if sports moment. I mean, every Packers NFC Championship game or playoff run that we've blown, not getting more weapons. Those are like they're just too easy. But um, I, I wish we would have done more draft stuff early on. You know, yeah. there were so many dumb experiments that Chuck and I did. Uh, snow tap gambling, maybe oh. one of the more epic fails of oh, all yeah, time. We were way ahead of in the Patreon game, but <laughs> I I ducked out like six weeks into it. Yeah, I did a five minute podcast for a while. I did Murph's moments for a while. You know, probably a, a what if also. And draft I'll get to, manifesto. Yeah, the draft manifesto. Um, Probably just not sticking with things more for Charlie and I. That's a whole other podcast. But yeah. And we flip-flopped on a lot of things. But just not sticking with things um, more. And, you know, the what if before I get to my – my sports moment is just like 
how we don't have another Super Bowl, and I really don't want to talk about it today. <laughs> um, I, I really just don't. It, it, it really puts it's put me in a bad place for the last two months. It'll probably put me in a bad place for the next two years if things go the way they will trend. But yeah, I, I look at those things as you know, awesome what ifs just for us all to laugh about. Um, so yeah, I, I think just like the consistency, and we could have done more at the time. Um, so. Yeah, yeah I mean, maybe, we'll, maybe maybe things will change by the time we get to a thousand. But five hundred <laughs> episodes is extremely impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and we're talking about newsworthy moments, and we kind of mentioned a few of them. Whether it's the box, whether it's twenty fourteen, but Mitch, I mean, we taped the podcast right before COVID. Yeah, that, that's that's the was my <laughs> yeah. not nominee yeah. for that because that's wild. I mean, I don't know if I've gone back and listened to that, um, which. Anyone should. And you guys I didn't mean, do a podcast for like a month. No, right? we, we didn't do a podcast yeah, for like it, four. That's another regrettable what That's a regrettable, like, if I have a regret, like, that's like four. We did like four months where we just didn't do one. And we should have just kept going and just figuring out different dumb shit to do. Yeah. But I think we just were, it was so weird that yeah, whole I mean, time. It's, it's so, easy to, it's we easy to say that. We were going to do the last dance podcast. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> right. It, it, and there was like, not, a much, not much for us to do. And the thing is, like, yeah people who are paid full-time to do radio shows had to had to tough through it and talk about their favorite movies and stuff like that for four yeah. months until yeah. sports, sports kind of got it yeah tiger but, king or um you know arguments obviously uh michael jordan against lebron who's the you know those arguments still go on on a daily basis on national radio shows but um yeah, yeah. trout versus otani we hey. we were not probably going to do that just because right i don't know there's fucking nothing to talk about for yeah. for three months other than how much this sucks being stuck in our in our, <laughs> our living arrangements yeah. and yeah so yeah we're right we, we i guess i kind of i mean i frankly i blocked those probably four months out really yeah. um you know but, go, it, that's, but go back to the podcast the, like, the podcast it like itself that. if i remember correctly um yeah it was like the day before we taped it the night before everything i think like the the Fell jazz apart. and thunder game got yes. got canceled and that was kind of when it became and I don't know if this is because we're we're biased by sports, but that was when it was like, wow, this shit's really happening. Yeah. And we taped a, a podcast the night before that, and I, I'm pretty sure we both were like, yeah, there's no way, there's no way we're gonna shut down the country, right? We're not gonna I shut mean, down the NCAA tournament. They'll figure out a way yeah. to to do the and tournament. In hindsight, they should have, but I don't. We don't. <laughs> right. We don't need to do a COVID referendum here. Right. Uh, that's for right. Fauci to do. But right. Right. I mean, I, I think that's, the other two that's things, a different conversation. Yeah, that stick out to me is. Um, NFL draft stuff. That's obviously my biggest passion. And Charlie and I should have leaned into that way earlier because it is like, I think, you know, we never find time to do it. But when you go back and listen to it, um, and it is a little egotistical for me, but it is, I think, one of the best things Charlie and I do because we are so locked in. And Mitch, it's perfect for you because, like, you're not passionate about it. So you don't want to be involved. And that's great. You don't force it there. Um, So I I look at that as a a great what if um, overall. Um, but there's a lot of podcasts to be had in the and, future. And newsworthy stuff too. Like we, Mitch and I, to our credit, again, if we're going to do victory laps at this moment, like we've done a really good job of figuring out when to tape around like Bucks playoffs, Spurs playoffs, like big moments so that we're, we're right there with you, but we're not late to it. And we, we just structure it in that way. And, and we've had so many to talk about, like the growth of Giannis Antetokounmpo throughout this podcast about where... Giannis is now and he's the best player in the NBA and should win another MVP and we'll see if he does and and like having those consistent conversations about it and going from where we were with Bud 
to where we are. We also taped a podcast right after they lost by 50 to the Nets in game two, and we're ready to, like, get rid of Bud. We were, like, freaking all, all – both Mitch and I freaking the fuck out because we decided to tape a podcast right after the game was over, and we don't always do that. And it was – it kind of felt like we were, you know, backs are against the wall, and then this thing's caving in, and it didn't. The only yeah. Yeah, the only other two uh, what ifs I have is never doing it a real event. We yes. we've talked about doing like a live show. Uh-huh. We half asked a couple things uh, and player interviews. I always thought. I mean, think about all the great content out there now on podcasts where players can be loose. They can be authentic. They don't need to ask be asked about their box score or anything like that. That's what people love right now on Instagram True, but and, it's, and TikTok. It's, it's tough to get at. I mean, yeah, athletes, it, it, exactly, but. Not, that's just, you know, that's they don't something just... I always panned for, and but I wasn't, you know, involved. I was kind of, you know, the person chirping from right field about what we should do, you know, throw p- pitches-wise, and, you know, it probably wasn't the easiest thing for you guys to hear. But, I mean, it, it that in itself uh, is interesting. And the event one would have been fun because, you know, like tapping the keg, the March Madness, the bracket stuff still goes on. Right. Um, yeah, but, I think... Know, I still think it's something we can do. I think it's just a matter of organizing well, and figure out. It's and... tough when you're in your 30s too at this point. Oh I mean, yeah, I mean, no, you're right. The having the requisite amount of interest in something like that when us and you know the majority of our, our listener base are also in their 30s. I mean, yeah. a lot. I'm I, I'm assuming a lot of the people that would listen to this probably don't live in the state or don't live in the city, and you know they either want to feel close to home or whatever. And they, they listen from afar. Um, so, yeah, that, that's true. The, the, live, the live show thing never has happened. Um, and obviously, yes, we lost two years there where that was pretty much impossible because, yeah. you know, we were lucky bars were even open. I think there was some newsworthy stuff of when I was in Cleveland. Just I was in the middle of the two biggest media stories in the world at the time. Johnny Menzel going to the Browns, that's a little <laughs> bit of a stretch. But it was wild for me to be along for the ride. But then LeBron going to the NBA, coming home to where I lived at the time, and the NBA Finals stuff. I remember yeah. checking in with you guys during the NBA Finals, and it was like, it was cool to listen back on because yeah. I had a lot of access. So Right. No, I mean, those were, those were major moments. And I think at that point, we were pining for it, right? We only had the Packers, the Brewers at that point. We're going through their transition. The Bucks were still they the drafted Herb, they Giannis. Were the, they but, were the Herb Cole Bucks, right? They were they were. We were still wondering if the Bucks were going to stay in town, right? And if the Bucks were going to be a part of things. And then to be now where we are, and you think about memories, you think about all of this. Like Mitch, just the yeah. You know, I kind of talk about Giannis, but like the ride that we've had with the Bucks has been something special. Like it's it's been amazing. Yeah, I was thinking about what what we were probably saying about Giannis back in. I, it was all positive, I think. Yeah, I mean, it I was. mean, because with him, you could tell there was something special about him. Pretty much from the from the first time he stepped on the court, I mean, that he was different. He was different than what we had become used to with with the Bucks. I mean, for for some of those really rock bottom years. I mean, when we were like in college and stuff, where it was all time Herb Cole mediocrity and just we had the Monte one Ellis we had the one fear the deer season, but that, yeah, that was and that was that was fun. That that got me you know, excited about the Bucks and that was cool and all, but it wasn't, you know, realistic. They were never going to win a championship. And that was my thing with, with a lot of the players that never seemed to give a shit. And it was like, once Giannis came, I don't know, it was different. I mean, he wasn't the focal point of, of the offense and probably wasn't, you know, necessarily deserving of that at that point. But um, you could see the kid was fearless and obviously nobody really expected him to turn into what, what he has 
to this day. Um, but you know, thinking back on that, like, I, I don't know where we were on that draft pick. I mean, I know exactly where we were on that draft pick because it was the night I left Wisconsin. We watched, well, you probably hated it. Uh, the honest pick? Yeah. Well, no, I just remember that was the night I left Wisconsin. We, you know, that was the New Orleans draft. We were. And we did, I didn't hate it because we, I didn't even know. We didn't do a podcast. Yeah, I mean, the, like, we, we, we were at. I was at summer. We were at Summerfest. We were at Summerfest that night. From what I remember, I did the draft show at WSSP. Oh, I was at Summerfest. That and um, and I, for me, it was like, well, you know, it's a home run pick, and we're swinging for the fences for once. You know, usually it was Rashad Vaughn's and well, it was, was Joe Alexander, but like I mean, those type of guys. John Henson, I mean, nice John player, Henson, but yeah. not Knocking not up. a starter. I mean, yeah. never was. Darrington and, Hobson's of the world. You know, yeah. like it was bad. It was bad. It was a bad team. It well, was. It was a sign of the times. And then you remember, and I'm sure we have podcasts. I don't remember them offhand, but like the excitement around Jabari Parker, right? You have oh, this like the tank for Jabari. You was insane. Oh, the competitive tank. Sorry we for Jabari. Talk, sorry for Jabari. We would talk about it all the time, like. We just want a competitive lose. Talk about a what if. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, that's more of a. Or if if they pick Embiid somehow, they get Embiid. Like, think about that. That's the ultimate one. True. Although I hate that because Embiid was probably never going top two. No. Um, You're right. There were some people that are much smarter than me out there that were like, don't worry about the injury stuff. Take Embiid. Now, I happen to hate Joel Embiid. Um, so, maybe. But. uh, Would you hate him, though? You would love him. He's a guy you hate when you go against him yeah. and love on your team. Yeah, that's true. And that's and, true. and the Bucks. I also have... don't. I don't think him and Giannis would work together. Um, they but... were probably had to trade him. Yeah, there's a different pace. They uh, were sure, but you at least get you at least get a right. return. And yeah. it, it, it took us and, and... I don't know what six year five years in Giannis's career, but to get a coach to realize to to, to, to yeah. play yeah. through him. Yeah, right. and that's the other the Jason Kidd years. I mean, now with the Mavericks going through, oh, it's hilarious. Mean, like. We went through that on the it's, podcast. It's the and, meme with uh, uh, James Franco with the noose around his neck. Yeah. First time, huh? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Because this is Jason Kidd. He, he's good the first year, and he comes in, and shit goes sideways, and he doesn't know what to say, and he doesn't have any – he he just blames the players, and it's really weird, and it is it it is it is just uh, – we've lived through it, and it sucked. Yeah, in yeah. Packers stuff, I think – I don't really remember, Chuck, when we turned on McCarthy, but it did – Happened pretty quick in that 2017, 2018 season. Right. 18 is when he got fired. 18 is when he got fired. But we, I mean, and the Rodgers phenomenon didn't happen until COVID, you know? Well, yeah. With him. I was, I think with the pod and how I've always approached things is I've always been pretty optimistic. I've been doing the daily stuff. Gosh, now I was at my old place. A couple years. No, it's been a long, I mean, it's longer than that. It's been, it's been probably now six seven years at this point um and i did that because i was like oh we're not we can't just pack everything into a weekly podcast like there's stuff to talk about almost every day and and so when i was doing these everyday stuff and with the packers it was yeah we went through this rogers mccarthy the incredible win against dallas i think i always believe that the Packers could get to the Super Bowl. I think I picked the Pack when Mitch and I would preview the NFL, I'd be picking the Packers to go to the Super Bowl. I think one every, of the things every year. I think well yeah. <laughs> but I think one of the things that makes you and I great, Mitch, is that you are much more realistic. I'm much more optimistic and it's a balance. We're not just two negative ass fans just being like, fuck this team. It's over. It's not gonna work. And there's a two side of the coin mattering how you feel. Mm-hmm. And with the Packers, you're real. I think you're very good at balancing it out. And 
with McCarthy and that. Well, I'm simply an unbiased observer of the Packers. I <laughs> I just watch the games and Mitch hates the Packers. He does not like the Packers. No, I mean, Mitch I, doesn't not, own a lot of Packers stuff. That's he loves to false. see them lose. I mean, that is kind of <laughs> well, the most funny. hilarious thing about the podcast is how worked up Chuck and I get. And I mean, if people could have followed along for the years, this is also something we've had a tapping keg group chat. I don't even know how long. It's eight while, eight yeah. years. I yeah. mean, forever. Like, and I used to be like, just keep me on it. You know, even when you guys, it used to be just for the show to get ready. Yeah. And then like, it just merged into like us all, you know, the three of us being best friends. It's all, it's all uh, it, life stories. It's, basically. Just, it's just a running, right. it's a running joke of what's going on in our life. So yeah, yeah I, I think there's something there a it, lot, but I, I think Mitch not being as passionate about certain things as Charlie is, is kind of what makes the podcast amazing. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a nice it's a nice balance because I think if it's kind of it's like anything else where it's any any other partnership where you can't have the same person. If I had yin and yang, if I had somebody who was just like me, I think I would probably hate that. I'd probably get tired of it. I'd probably <laughs> I'd probably be like, oh my god, like shut the fuck up. Like I let me get can I get a word in here edgewise? And it's yeah, I mean the the Packer thing was has been a wild ride. We taped, I remember right after 2014, after Seattle, we did a podcast that Monday night and it was it was a really cathartic, like it was like therapy. I mean, I think that helped me get over that loss a lot better um, than me doing it by myself because I was able to talk it out and be like, holy shit, I can't believe this happened. I, I still look at it like it was just a slow bleed. It was death by a thousand cuts, and you just bled out instead of this. Yeah, that's immediate... that's one of those where you just remember where you were watching that game. All you're never gonna forget. No, just, and the look on everyone's faces, and it just. We, I mean, we could never watch a playoff game at Eric Dolte's residence because we, <laughs> we saw that one, and then we saw the the Arizona loss with uh, that which. Packers didn't belong to be in that. They were so banged up. Now, rumor has it that Eric moved out of there and they've since burned that place to the ground because of that They, they might have. They might have. <laughs> but, like, remember that Hail Mary? Wheeler jumping on each other in the couches and, like, that was fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, that 2014 NFC Championship game is... I've never seen a game where everything that could go wrong did go wrong and just all the stupid shit down the stretch and... Oh, it's in also the but, but also the Packers not not taking advantage of opportunities in the first half. Yeah, a couple kicking fumbles in the first half, kicking yep. fucking field goals, getting Ted Cruz conservative in the second half, yep. which was a, a McCarthy thing. Julius Peppers telling Morgan Burnett to go down. Yeah, I mean like, just just, me, just just the what ifs and in, in, in the in the the lack of capitalizing on, on opportunities and the Seahawks getting unbelievably lucky. And, and how many podcasts have I come on? In an occasional role after miserable Packers playoff yeah, exits, state, that's, well, or that's state, almost you did a lot of state of the nation stuff, like almost like like a president, like you were just like, all right, I gotta come on. Remember they were zero and two, was it zero and two or one and two? And you're like, I'm fucking coming on the podcast because like it's gonna be fine. I can't remember what year it was, but they they had, you know with McCarthy there were some notorious slow, slow starts. starts, and I was always kind of the, I mean the unofficial iconic like it's gonna be okay. Yeah, we have Aaron Rodgers, and I think. We all got too caught up year to year on like, oh, we're one and two. It's like now we would have thought about it like it's just like you got to get in. So, yeah, the Roger stuff is always going to burn too deep and we're in the middle of it right now. Yeah. Um, but like McCarthy, that that's fascinating. Just what we're what to do now in the end of seasons has always been um, pretty memorable. But 
you know, another championship for sure would have helped. But it actually kind of makes me sad again that it's just been this long right. to go back to a Super Bowl. That this right. this podcast has never had like a week leading up to or the two weeks of just like right. Super Bowl this and that. Charlie and I also like some things that have changed. Like Charlie didn't gamble when we started this podcast. <laughs> yeah, he was like anti-gambling almost. He didn't want to do it. And you know, I I will put the hand up. I was got Charlie into daily fantasy. I think a little yeah. bit, and he he was playing DraftKings baseball DFS long after we oh, stopped. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, when was... Charlie started gambling, it was a fascination. And now we you know we make fun of Chuck, but you know before we go out on a weekend, it's like Chuck's got to set his board up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And, you know that that gambling is. That's well, all your fault, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm the uh, I'm the gateway drug for yeah, Charlie the, for a you're, lot you're of. You're the things. master vampire. Right. I mean, it, maybe, and you know, it's it's. <laughs> It's done conservatively, you know. We we take our we take our chances where it makes sense and everything like that. But yeah, oh, don't don't backtrack now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> you, gotta, you just gotta be careful about who's listening. Before we look ahead, though, yeah, I, I do want to do this because we all are pretty sarcastic and we do it in loving fun. But we've always been very critical of Wisconsin media members. Yes, um, because a lot of them are either mouthpieces for the teams. Or are very egotistical and do things for themselves. Gary Wolfel comes to mind. Block, Pete, I forgot that I was blocked by Gary. Yeah. Um, Pete, Pete Bukowski, that's not hard. Pete Bukowski comes to mind. Who do you think is the biggest nemesis in Wisconsin media for the podcast? Uh, Bob McGinn. And I like Bob uh, McGinn I, a lot. Like that's one. I, like, Bob, Bob McGinn to me is yeah, the I institution. Know, I know, but and um, he is he we, has gotten a little. He's lost his fastball to say we, the least. We've we've uh, Bob Gary. We had to be careful about Gary for a while though because he had the SSP relationship. So we had to dance around Gary a little bit. Um, well, and Gary also went off the deep end yes. basically once once Herb sold the team and Gary lost all of his sources and basically yeah. ended up getting pushed out the door yeah, basically I, by I, the new ownership oh. and. Then all he does is talk shit about the team now. So. One right. I think of about that kind of gets funny. lost in the annals a little bit, but Tom Hardricourt was the face of the Brewers for a long time. Hardricourt, we get, we we got harder on Hardricourt as it got on. We actually Vasallo is probably the one in the Brewers, the, which is like the main contact. Yeah, and for right. everyone that knows him, he's probably a good guy. But we've always just been hard on right. how they've managed things and yes. kind of red China a little bit. Yeah. And I think they actually are in a better spot now. They, this has been an improvement. I mean, Kurt Hogg, who we follow each other on Twitter. I'm sure I could have Kurt on a show. And Kurt does a really good job for the journal. And he's a young guy. And he knows what – he asks tough questions, but he's also pretty smart about it. And, and but he's a funny dude. Good funny dude, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he covers baseball for a living. Think about right. how hard that is. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, I started hating Adam Schefter on this podcast. Yes, for sure. The, the Rogers stuff, Roger stuff. Ruining yeah. Schefter, an NFL draft for me. Schefter it's, definitely got on got on all of our nerves and was definitely talked about a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think we always liked Pat McAfee. I think he gets to be a little... It's almost like there's so much Pat McAfee now. He's everywhere when you turn the TV on. Yeah. So here's the thing on McAfee. I I do agree. I like Pat. I always it's how how I always start, and I think there's a sociological sociological term on this where it's like it's like a qualifier because I always say like I like Pat, but I like Pat, but I blame Pat for basically making Aaron Rodgers sound like a psycho about COVID because he never stopped him, and I I stand by that if Rodgers did that with Jason Wilde, Bill Simmons, uh, Ryan Rosillo, like. They would have asked questions. They would have pushed back. Yeah, and he. Well, never I don't think I don't it. think McAfee's allowed to. I mean, that's that's, that's part probably of the part of the agreement that you know Aaron Aaron's making this huge. I mean, Pat's giving him a platform, and uh, you know, and now Aaron's probably doubled his 
his following. Yes. I mean, in the last, what has it been, a year now? Two years? Uh, been no, a, it's been like three, three Christ. or four. So it's been, a, and, and, it's made and Rodgers court. comes on now even after the season. And I think that when it first started, it was just a, you know, Tuesday appearance during the season. And now Aaron has, has basically ran with that and turned it into It's his like, platform, basically. Yeah. I think that's also, you narrative. Know, we were in the midst of, the quarterback radio show interview becoming relevant again. It had yeah. gotten the player radio you know, podcast interview had gotten so dry, so boring that we were in the middle of this phenomenon of how great Rodgers would be. I also think though that, you know, since we're not going to get too critical of other media members, but we do really have to thank Bill and Ryan because I think between the three of us, we have listened to hundreds of hours of Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo. Yeah. They are probably our two favorite podcasts, mine for sure. It is weekly listening, and I don't know if we ever learned anything from them, but it definitely made us want to do it. I, I've learned, I've definitely learned on different things on what to do. Like I've, especially recently, like I try really hard not to interrupt, and when I do, I apologize because I notice Ryan does that, and I like, I try try to say that, and like I also look at how like Ryan ends a show, or like he'll hit a post like with monologue. More I'm doing solo shit, where he like. He'll end it and he like hits a post. And if you ever notice it, if you guys, if anyone listens who's listening to this, like he hits a post. And like, so when I'm doing my solo stuff, like I try to hit a post with my segments at times where I'm like, I want to land and land the plane and not just move. And even when Mitch and I are talking, like I just want to do that. But yeah, I mean, I looked at and not to sound like a dickhead, and this is going to sound kind of egotistical dickhead stuff, but. I don't listen to a lot of local shit because I don't want to. I don't want to take ideas. Like I don't want to. I don't want Carlos Mencia anybody, and I don't want to take ideas and say, "All right, I just took this from Scalzo and Bruss. I just took this from William Towers." You don't want a notorious big. I, yeah, exactly. I don't want to take this one? from Bart Whitaker. Like, oh yeah, notorious big. Apparently, there's a rapper in, in Mississippi yeah. that was like a year before Biggie blew up, and the guy was called like Notorious B One or something yeah. like that, and had like similar songs and like he had to have taken the whole persona. Do you have so. do you have any media members on your list, Mitch, where you're like, that yeah, those guys they got brought up a lot in terms whether it's positive or negative, you know, in this pod? Uh I mean, well, if we're talking about heroes, yeah. Bill and Ryan, I would say I listen to them all the time. Really a lot of the ringer guys um, do a good job. Zach Lowe, we listen to forever. Zach Lowe is we, one of my favorites. We listen to a lot of Barnwell of early media. on, a lot oh, of yeah. Robert Mays. Robert Mays and Barnwell, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of the guys I worked with at WSSP, Sparky, Tim Allen, I mean, those, I mean, the, the list of there is uh, plentiful. I mean, yeah. there's been a lot of people throughout the years. Um, I did ask Evan Cohen if he wanted to come on the show today, but we all know. <laughs> Uh, he said thanks, but no thanks. Um, That's okay. If, um, if Evan ever wants to, man, yeah. like doors open. That is a great moment in my wedding when I turn around and Charlie is just nestled up to oh. a great friend of mine oh. in a VP of content. He, and I just, here's the thing: I didn't pitch him at all. Like I, <laughs> so like I was pretty drunk at the time, and I was like, "All right, this guy is very important. He's very he's on fucking Mad Dog. He he does a major radio show, and but he's at a wedding in northern Wisconsin." For one of my closest friends. And he doesn't drink. <laughs> I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know that until right now. And so I was like, you know what? <laughs> I was like, you know what? It's not my moment. And your buddy Shane, who works with you, was like, why didn't you pitch him? I'm like, bro, it's not it's not my time. And I I think I Murph would love nothing more than a, than a big business deal to go down yeah, at, his, yeah. at his wedding. <laughs> that, that definitely would have been He'd funny. He'd be flattered. <laughs> So I think those are good things to look back on. That's totally kind of how we got here. Um, I would love to talk about though, what we think, you know, we don't want to do the look ahead to 2024, 25, but what do you think 
like the sports thing you want to happen. It could be obvious, but I have kind of an outlier. But I, I'd love to hear from Mitch and Charlie on what they would love to happen by the next time we do 600 or 550 or 750. Sure. Mitch, uh, I'll, I'll start with you. The cool. Admirals winning another Calder Cup. So <laughs> 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 you're really cheering for the new Milwaukee soccer team coming to Marquette. Yeah, big I fan. Milwaukee pro soccer. Let's, yeah, let's go. Yeah, uh, I mean, for me, it's the Bucks winning a championship probably this year or next year, just getting Giannis another one yeah. and uh, solidifying his first one. And then people can't make excuses for him anymore. And he moves into another level of, uh, of greatness. And with, with each championship that you win, um, I don't know, two would bring him, would bring him up certainly over. Because one, it's, it's, I'm, it's not fluky, but it's like, okay, you'd like to get another one. Just to again solidify your, your legacy and and move into another another stratosphere. Uh, yeah, I think two starts to get him in the Shaq territory of big men that are just transform the game, unguardable, un, un you cannot appreciate think, them. I'm trying to think who has two. Would David Robinson have? two? It would get him past David Dirk Robinson though. Would have two. It would get, get him past, past Dirk. Dirk. Uh, it's him he's past not, Dirk. He's not gonna. He wouldn't have as many as Shaq or Duncan. Dirk is probably, frankly, if you ask me, that's who I probably compare Giannis the most to right now. Just being the Euro both field. European. Um, they're both probably going to play for the same team for 15 plus years. Um, fortunately, unlike Dirk, Giannis has one kind of when he was 26. 26, yeah, 26. Um, when he when he won his first one, which a lot of NBA players don't win until they're 28. So um, I think that's when Jordan won his first one. So KG I, has one title. There's all these. KG yeah, only has yeah, one, and, KG and, has one, and yeah. you know, if he didn't play in Minnesota for a long, a cursed sports state, he, he might have more. Probably would have had another one. So, <laughs> and I, he was really that good. But. I compare Dirk. I love the Dirk comparison to Giannis, but I really actually compare him more to Jokic because they're so offensively heavy. Where Giannis is this insane defender at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Something Dirk never had in the Arsenal. And yeah, Jokic you could. Have. I mean, and some people have said that the Bucks have a chance to be this generation's Spurs. And yeah, well, I've, I've said that for a couple of years now. It's on the table. It's on. It's table. what they are. I mean, they have, they there. There's no drama. There's they get no attention nationally. Um, and part of me hates that, but part of me loves that. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's great to to know that. You don't have to wake up thinking about what Kyrie Irving said or what what what's wrong with Ben Simmons this week or how did Kevin Durant get hurt this week or I mean you know we're, we're not we're not we're not we talking are, injuries. There's a game but, tonight. Um, like, just be careful. So, the, but my point is, there's other teams that just have or other fan bases that have to deal with bullshit, and we really don't. Uh, other than you know. Um, the national well, media is saying Giannis wants a trade. Yeah, that. But we don't really have to worry about that. Yeah, it's going to probably come around again soon. Yeah, Ashley um, Nicole Moss will get like the yeah. heat rumors going again. Yeah. She was another yeah. one that got chirped a lot. We did not. Was persona non grata well, for a little bit with I mean, Ashley. Don't was, talk stupid. Well, yeah. right. And she, well, I mean, she leveraged it to working for Sports Illustrated. So Tyler Dunn, I wonder I why that is. Tyler Dunn is a guy that we <laughs> definitely went after a couple times. Yeah, I mean... I, I would love a Bucks title. Um, I will. I would say that I would love Jordan Love to be a boogeyman, just like Aaron Rodgers, and just haunt Bears and Vikings fans, just like Rodgers did. And the you know the acting and Favre like, before him, and Favre before, and it just does not stop. And and we're right back where it needs to be. I would love to see a Brewers revival. Um, I think this is such a weird baseball year. You know, Mitch and I I'm, were talking. I'm weirdly excited for the Brewers right now. Uh, okay. All right. Just, we're gonna, we'll do some Brewers. Well, yeah, I, I watched the freshman, uh, couple, the two episodes they have on YouTube, the mm-hmm. Brewers. For those not familiar, they're doing this thing on YouTube, a YouTube 
docu-series, if you will, where they're just talking to, there's a group of five guys who, well, Garrett Mitchell has played in the bigs, but mm-hmm. he's got a head of cup of coffee so far. It looks like he's probably going to be the opening day center fielder yeah. again, I would assume, unless... Yeah, they, no, unless they pull some bullshit. No, um, no they're good. Yeah. They're unless talking. They trade for it's Scott like or something. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Brady, yeah. Brady Clark. It's Garrett Mitchell, Sal Freelick, Joey Weimer, and Terang. Bryce Terang. And I think there's some other guys who have cameos. Tyler Black is in there a little bit. Um, so it's their top prospects that they're just kind of doing a behind the scenes type of thing with. And it's like, which to your point, you brought up in the group chat the other day, Chuck, that um, you know, it kind of signals a rebuild. It doesn't have to be a rebuild, but they definitely need an, an influx of, of youth. And yeah. um, with the Tyler Naquin and Keston Hero, unfortunately, not making the team, it seems like the door is open for a couple of those guys to make an impact. And I don't know. I think if they're not going to go all in, so to speak, which I don't know if that's ever going to happen, and we can debate to the cows come home what that means for the right. Brewers, yeah. but um, at least give me something to look forward to. Yeah. And, and these dudes are, are good. I mean, they're good. Yeah. And, and I think I think it could be an interesting year. I mean, I don't think they're going to be bad. Um, I think that probably the ceiling is higher than the floor, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I would agree. I think that they're probably a mid-80s win team as we sit here right now. Um, and if those guys do come up and, and sort of take the world by storm, it could be – could be higher, but I don't think they're going to win less than 80 games. Another thing that could be really exciting for this podcast is, and Mitch hates that I talk about him in this way, but Jackson Trio and just the what could happen. That's well, I guess he's one of the featured guys too. That's and, and Jackson Trio, and I've tried to be real careful about this because I think I I believe this carries a ton of weight here locally, but there is a chance that there's a Giannis like impact with Jackson Trio. Like it's different sport, no salary cap. These guys leave. There isn't the, as the loyalty. It's different. But yeah. there is – it's on the table, right? Like, maybe we're not serving it, but it's, like, it's there. It's not It's not unrealistic to have that conversation at least and talk about it. I think the comparison maybe you're looking for is, like, a Ronald Acuna. Sure. Where they, where they yeah, come up yeah. I mean, if you're booting baseball to baseball, but I'm more on the local side of it where it's yeah. just, like – it could be this eruption and the all of a sudden you have a bunch of kids running around wearing tri- trio short shirt jerseys and things like that. And and all of a sudden the interest in the Brewers picks back up. And I don't think it's really left. And I think a lot of the vitriol, we, we'll see if it matters in terms of attendance and things like that after opening day. But yeah, I would love a revival. The Jordan Love stuff and Murph, you know, what what are your what's on yours, you know, in terms of what you want to happen next and what you know in terms of wisconsin sports podcast whatever it'll be yeah jackson trio is like the ryan braun prince fielder yeah era that, that also we haven't that, had yeah. that in a long time that just gives me goosebumps thinking about brewer's title i actually do think and mitch will get upset with me but i do think it would matter more in the state um just because there's more brewers fans maybe not anymore but the brewers are a statewide team that's how they've been built always and this is such a great baseball town and it would be such an out-of-nowhere thing for the smallest market team in baseball with no salary cap for this rich, history-filled city of baseball with Hank Aaron and Bud Selig and all these Brewers teams. Euchre. And, a, and, a, a Euchre, and if Euchre can get one, and this amazing team name. Like, we're literally named the Milwaukee Brewers. Like, it is pretty funny, you know, from like a beer city yeah. thing. Those are, you know, Brewers things. Chuck, you said, like, even for me personally, like, the organic Jordan Love is our guy moment with you and me. 
like the day I finally tell you, like it's week two yeah, and we make off. a comeback. You're, you're you're Murph's all in. I'm all in. And it's not like I'm not all in. I just need to have it organically happen. Gotta see it. Yeah. So I think those things will be amazing. I mean, this will never happen, but I've probably said a hundred times in this podcast. And Beat the Bears week two, and we're all we're all excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This will never happen, but Jordan I Jordan Love at yeah. 170 yards and two touchdowns, but they yeah. won. They won. Running the option read, but I have probably said a hundred times in this podcast that I'm going to be a Packers GM uh, and in the front office, and maybe more. And if it does ever happen, I am going to do the podcast first. Before the introduction and break it there as just the ultimate last fuck you. We are not the establishment. This is where it's coming out first. And the rest of you can pick it up and Chuck can ride into the sunset. It, because... could, it could be Chuck's Pat McAfee moment. Yeah, yeah. that's my McAfee moment. Uh, we get the GM of the Packers every week. Yeah, every, every week we're talking to a He can say whatever office. the fuck he wants. Chuck's getting like sponsorship dollars reaching out. Just yeah, all of a sudden Quick Trip is sponsored the pod and, and we're, we're rocking and Chuck's rolling. Chuck's whole basement is a studio. So yeah, yeah that'll never happen. I don't think. Um, probably me going on Chuck's podcast. I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> that would be a hilarious thing. But no, I mean, the Packers stuff is in. It's a Packers town. It's a Packers state. I, I don't want us to go into the dark years here, into the Stone yeah. Age, into the 70s and 80s. We're so spoiled. I'm happy to admit it. I'm, it just, I don't want it to happen. So, But Mitch is probably right. The Giannis thing, like if the Bucks can... If the Bucks can rip off another title, I think Drew and Middleton are getting their jerseys retired and maybe Brooke. Yeah. And if they get the three, all four of those guys are getting their numbers retired and they're an all-time NBA team like Duncan and Robinson. And that this team almost moved during the podcast. Right. This team yeah, literally yeah. was going to leave town. And yeah. That is a what-if that crossed my mind later after we were done talking about it, like in a morbid type of way, like... Not that we certainly really didn't have much to do with them staying, but what if what if it, it obviously made too much sense for them to stay, and and obviously smarter heads prevailed, but you know there was a worry there certainly. We would that, have we would have leaned. I think what would have happened. I mean, we would have leaned harder into the Brewers. We would have leaned harder into the Packers. We would have talked about how much we fucking probably ate wherever the Bucks went in Seattle right? or something, yeah. right? Like I look at my uh, you know I have internet friends that are big Padres guys and Divine Sports Gospel, and they. They fucking hate the Chargers and they they hate the Spanoses and it, you know yeah. there are some people in San Diego who kept with the Chargers and they're still fans but it just it it doesn't work out and the Giannis thing would stink so bad I mean it would be it'd be awful it well would, it's like watching Kevin Durant go to Oklahoma walk up the sure. door and go to Oklahoma City yeah he's a SuperSonics fan yeah yeah it's uh, yeah and I think like you knew he was gonna be a an all timer yeah and. Um, you didn't get to enjoy it. We we didn't talk anything about college sports. Um, I think because you you know we don't talk a ton about the Badger Badger football. I'm not a Badger basketball fan, um, nor I think are you guys. 2015 Badgers is a what if. Oh yeah, I mean that would have been talk about how, how I would have had to deal with that would have been awful. Um, I was doing daily <laughs> podcasts at that time, but it would have been I think. Content wise, that would have been probably a lot better if I was riding through it. I never had been heel about Badger basketball. I, when I was younger, I really didn't like them. I've told this story on the pod a few times. Now I like know what they are. I'll, I'll give a take here and there when it matters, but I also don't want to talk about it because it's not my lane. And I know Marquette basketball and I, then I talk about Badger football and some Marquette fans don't like that because they just, they hate everything Wisconsin. And I, I do, I'm curious to see what happens with Badger football. I'm not ready to be like, this team is going to win 10 or 11 games, but they could, and if they do, it's going to be a huge, 
it'll be a huge change about how people perceive Wisconsin athletics in general. And football just leads everything. Football, well, Yeah, and the reason we haven't talked about college sports a lot in this podcast over the years, other than the Badgers Final Four uh, you know, national championship runs those back-to-back years, is the Badger football team really since Russell Wilson left, has been your 8-3, and 9-3 and three Badger football team. They went through Barry coming back, the Gary Anderson poor hiring, the Paul Christ exit. I think this has got to be the most positive you'd have to think about the Badgers football team, just with the Luke Fickle buzz. Yeah. But, you know, we're in a pro sports market at the end of the day. We love watching college football. We watched a ton, and Chuck has made me a college football fan. Just from an SEC standpoint, but Mitch doesn't, you know, Mitch ain't getting out of bed for, you know, no. game day at 9.30 no, on not Saturday really. morning. No, I mean, I will watch games, but it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's true. And then, yeah, and, and who knows, next year at this point, we'll see what happens with portals and everything else. But, I mean, Marquette could be a top five team heading out the, yeah. heading out the door. And how do you manage those expectations? And would they, will they actually live up to them? We'll have to, we'll certainly have to see, but. There's a lot that's going to happen, and, and hopefully you can continue. Hopefully, you know, the train won't stop, and, you know, life's going to continue on. You're going to keep pushing forward, and who knows? Maybe there'll be some alterations that you have to make, but it's it's going to be this, and I hope you guys have like – I'm talking more adapt, to listeners. Adapt or die. Absolutely, and I, I hope that everybody's enjoyed this, and I appreciate anyone who wants to talk to me about it, and, you know, I, it means a lot to just hear that and, and – I appreciate all of you, and I appreciate you two guys, and, and uh, I the friendship that started basically because we wanted to talk sports, and we wanted, we we didn't we needed an outlet, and this was the outlet, and you guys, it's it means the world to me, and I, I just appreciate it, love you both, and you know hopefully we can keep doing this and keep keep rocking and rolling. Yeah, it's a great way to look back at 500 episodes because it's not like this podcast is nationally ranked or been downloaded, but. You know, we would not be the friends we probably are today without the podcast. And that's why it means so much to me. And, you know, that's why I think it, it is important to do things like this. And it's an outlet. And, you know, it's a great way to get a little bar talk out of us from time to time. And it's just, it's been a very f- cool thing. And, and I think hats off just goes to Chuck, man. I mean, he did this for so long and held up the flag and made sure it happened and wanted to keep going. So, you know, we don't uh, thank you enough for kind of just keeping the crew together. Yeah, I wouldn't be doing it every single week if it wasn't for you. <laughs> but but again, it, it's like I said, it is therapeutic for me, and I feel like I have some thoughts that I like to get out on the on the paper, so to speak, and and onto um, out to people's ears. And without this, obviously, I wouldn't have that opportunity. So yes, thank you. All right, absolutely, man. And well, we uh, wrap it up. And any any last words before we uh, we go? Fuck the Jets. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Fuck the Jets. Let's go. How dare you? Let's go. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them. On to uh, 600 and hopefully 1,000. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it'll start next week with Mitch and I previewing the Brewer season and talking Buck Celtics and Buck Sixers. Big weekend yeah, for huge, that. Huge week. Huge week in general. So we'll get back at it pretty quick here. And, uh, Final four. Final four, too. Yeah, it'll be a weird Final four, man. I feel yeah. bad for Nance. I really do. Like, I love... I love Jim This is his last tournament, right? It's the last tournament. He's going to get fucking Florida Atlantic. No and Houston. No Houston. Like, he has to be so pissed. No he Duke. Might, no Kentucky. He might, he might have to do like. He might walk back. He and might say have he, to do a Letterman. Yeah. Or a Jay Leno. To, and say to Iron Eagle. Like, he's going to do a Brett Favre. Like, hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm going back. nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not leaving. <laughs> 
Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Too bad. Five oh one, man. We'll we'll get we'll get going, and uh, we'll have have some daily stuff for you guys as well, and the whole thing. But appreciate everybody, and yeah, on to the next, and we will keep this train rolling. So uh, be sure to follow. Them. I didn't even give Twitter Twitter handles and things like that, but that's okay. Uh, we won't they know where to YouTube. find us. They don't. Yeah. They know where to find us. You're Open right. the phone book. You bet. <laughs> you, you bet. And Murph and I probably try. We have to talk and figure out when we're gonna do our draft stuff too, because that need we, to know what picks we're gonna have, Chuck. Yeah. I ain't. Do, I ain't putting pen to paper as uh, as Mitch said until I know what the landscape looks like. So oh, well, that's, for another that be, day, that could be a problem. All right, we'll get out of here. Right, take care, guys. Have a good one. We'll uh, see you tomorrow. See Peace. You. Peace.